Ethical disclaimer. While Diana and I are psychologists, we aren't your psychologists. Reverse psychology, while hopefully fun and informative, is not a replacement for therapy. If you're interested in speaking with a therapist, please check out some of the links in our episode description. Also, Diane and I are both deeply passionate about psychology. Common with things you love, we may get frustrated, but at the end of the day, we hold sincere respect for psychology and psychologists. Now, on with the show. Mouth noises. Oh. And I've turned off my internet. I'm going purely on the knowledge of my brain. Really? Yeah. Why? The internet's distracting. Because anyone can write stuff on the internet, but very few people can write stuff in my brain. But what if you need to fact check something? Well, turn it back on. You turned off your internet on your... I chopped that wire with an axe in the front yard. Internet's, <laughs> internet's off. <laughs> was a, yeah, there's a lot of things in Florida that are different. We are officially off the grid. In our house, just, yeah. Cool. Well, we don't have a phone line anymore because Mike chopped it up yeah. in the front yard, so... It was half an inch below the soil. Someone's calling from inside the house. They're lying. <laughs> yeah. Or they're just using a cell phone like everyone else does these days. I think that... Cell phones have ruined the horror movie genre. Now, like, there needs to be great lengths to establish that the phone has no service. No, I'm texting from inside the house. That's <gasps> the new scary. Creepy. I know. Can you believe it? Oh. I'm texting from the bathroom. Okay, so we have an agenda for today. We do. How's it feel? It feels okay. I mean, I... You feel like you're bound in your creative juices are... My creative juices are... Drying up? Yeah. I think it helps me be more creative if I know there's boundaries. Good for you. So... Let's step on the agenda, are we? Your agenda fashion number one is names training name of podcast names trains and automobiles i'm um, who are you do you want to introduce ourselves or introduce each other oh that's fun will we say our each other's orientations too yeah i'll go first okay uh, sitting I'm, across from me oh is dr diana hi her orientation is heterosexual i was gonna make the same joke <laughs> heard you good Good. Nailed it. Good one. Uh, that's why I asked to go first. Much like with our vows. I was like, can I go first? Because I'm, I promise you we're going to tell the same story. And guess what? And we did. We totally did. We did. Who looked like who was copying who? I don't know. That's too many questions. Okay. Well, sitting across from me is, and we'll tell the name of the podcast in a minute, but we need to know who's talking before we can say the name of the podcast. Dr. Diana G- A. I gave too much detail, and you're, <laughs> you gave the most cartoonish face. <laughs> what? <laughs> so let's try it again from the top. Three, two, one. And sitting across from me. Oh, one, two, yes, three. Yes, go. Uh, sitting across from me, the lovely Dr. Diana. She is a behavioral orientationed psychologist <laughs> specializing in the treatment of children and their problems okay you're also a professor you're a researcher you're a snappy dresser hmm. and you don't take no bs from no man mm-hmm. this one included right yeah you missed one thing that i have misophonia which mm. is the angry angry response to hearing people's mouth noises you make so many mouth noises though on this microphone i do but not in life kind of in life you do too what are you talking about sometimes is this an intervention yeah I have this whole podcast has been one intervention because sometimes you, I think, I think sometimes I feel like I need to sneak in more liquid into your mouth because it's, (laughs) 
you're eating you eat crackers and it sounds like you've never had a glass of water before that's funny because i have the same complaint about you oh don't get defensive this, I'm not. this is coming from a place of love i know i'm not getting i'm just sharing Diana, the same I- interventions are a one-way road and i have a letter i want to read about how your <laughs> chewing has affected me <laughs> okay dear diana can i introduce you now yeah who am i you're Dr. Mike, and Woo! you're a... Woo! Oh, yeah. I think we should introduce ourselves, starting over. Welcome back to Reverse Psychology. Oh, welcome people back. Yeah, oh, they're back. They listened week? last week. Well, how do we know? If, if you really liked us, if you're a good it's 5 a.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah. And Eastern Standard Time. You're smoking nonstop because you've been up all night waiting for the podcast. Why do you have to smoke to stay up all night? Because it's a stimulant, and caffeine's bad for you. Okay, so welcome to Reverse Psychology, the podcast. Reverse Psychology, the podcast your parents told you to be careful of. Hasn't been around that long. Reverse Psychology, not your grandma's podcast, because it's a good chance she doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. That's a long tagline, though. Reverse Psychology, call your grandma, she misses you. I'm Dr. Diana. And I'm, I'm Dr. a Mike. behavioral and school psychologist, a mm-hmm. licensed psychologist practitioner, no, and be- board certified behavior analyst. NBD. That is a mouthful. It is. That's what she said. That it is what she said. She just said, <laughs> Okay, go. I'm Dr. Mike. I am a clinical psychologist. I work with adults and I work in a primary care clinic. I also teach psychology. Oh, and, I teach too. And I talk about, oh, this is my turn. Sorry. Go. And I talk about psychology to people on the bus. And we're here to, to teach you a thing or two. Our goal is to make you laugh and make you think. How many letters do you have after your name, like in your titles? When, when you write it out. Does that include licensed psychologists? Like when you like identify yourself. Does that include like Diana's <laughs> junior? Yeah. Because your dad was also Diana? Don't count the JR. Okay. Or the period. Okay. Or the comma. Okay. Everything after that. How many titles do you have in there? PhD, BCBAD. One, two. LP, licensed psychologist. Three. Okay. I think that's the tipping point. Three. Three I feel comfortable with. I have a heuristic of the more titles after your name. The worse you are. The worse you are. And I had a, a patient give me a card and they were like, I don't need you. I have the best psychologist in the area. And he handed me this card and he's like, you should, you should look into him. And it was his name. And he had nine titles, most of which were redundant and three of which were completely made up. Well, that's just it. I mean, how do you know what, like there are certain ones I recognize Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, PhD. Anyone with a PhD is a doctor of philosophy, like across the board. Yeah. He also had... After all these nine, the bottom one said, studying to be a clinical psychologist and then a university, which I've never heard of. So I Googled it. And the very first hit was the name of the university and then the, just the word scam. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, this guy is a fraud. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I would report him, but there's no board that he falls under. There's no board of business cards? There's no, there's no board of bullshit. Well, if, they're, if someone is practicing psychology and they're not a psychologist, you can report them to the psychology board. Yeah, I think I need to. Is this person claiming to be a psychologist? The client identified him as a psychologist to me. I think he's identified mm-hmm. himself as a psychologist. Hmm. Yeah, you can report them to the board. Yeah. Oh, you know what we should do? It'd be a fun episode. Hmm. We put a wire on me and I go undercover. <laughs> okay. And then I go do a therapy session and I get him on tape calling himself a psychologist. And then I rip my shirt off and I go, you work on commission, don't you? Big mistake. Huge. You're going to the board. Dun, dun. Bum, 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 bum. That... Sounds like a show people would listen to. Law and Order, Psychology. Bum bum. Bum bum.
I, I did Google doula after last episode. What'd you learn? That I'm not a doula. Oh, you thought you were someone who I thought provided I was emotional a doula. support to women in labor? I thought it was a part of the brain. I didn't that know. Was, okay. I thought it was a doula oblongata. <laughs> so dumb. That's what I thought it was. I'm not. <laughs> I apologize to doulas out there. After last week's episode. Hey, what'd the, you learn? What did I learn? I don't, I don't know if it was more, it was what I learned as much as I heard from other people that they, did they really appreciated it. They just thought it was a good balance between talking about it and not making it sound like too severe or too mm. disabling, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. And there's, there's hope out there. What did you hear about? I heard from people, this is from two episodes ago, but people liked the fact that they now have a suspicion that while they're talking to me, they think I'm going to kiss them. I've noticed a lot more people have been talking to me lately. <laughs> so that's good. It's helped helped me make friends and gain confidence. Aww. And have, so, you kissed, have you kissed any? No, I get close and then I whip my head around and kiss my hand. Mm-hmm. And it's loud and romantic. Is it wet? Oh, yeah. I, that's why I'm wearing these gloves right now. Just to sop up my kiss juices. <laughs> you seem over this. No, I'm not. I'm trying to... (laughs) Rubbing her eyes emphatically. What else can we talk about? The other day, I had to call a patient to ask him a question. And it was this this older couple. And they were... um, They're very sweet. And they're very, very kind to me. And so I called and the wife answered. And I identified myself. And she was like, Oh, doctor, I'm so happy to hear from you. We've been bragging about you to our (laughs) friends. And I was like, Well, you should not be doing that. And I asked if her husband was there. And she's like, Oh, yeah, he's in the... He's in his office. Let me see. And then, like, she pulled the phone away, and she's like, Henry, it's the doctor. The patient, whose name's not Henry. I just made that up. The patient goes, huh? Go on, poo-poo. <laughs> Put the phone to the wall. And she goes, oh, he's right here. I'll give him the phone. And then you can very clearly tell it went to speaker. And he's like, uh, doctor, how are you doing? I'm just standing here. I was like, he went to great pains to like try to trick me into thinking that he was on the phone. He was clearly taking a shit. Aw. Do you ever answer the phone when you're taking a shit? No. Mm. No, I never do. I never. Uh, no, no, I don't. Not when I'm taking a shit. Not when I'm peeing. Uh, never in a public bathroom, regardless of what I'm doing. I, I feel like in Baltimore, there were a lot of people talking on phones in the bathroom. Yeah. At work, when I worked in Baltimore, there were so many people loudly in the yeah. stall talking. Yeah, me too. It's like they could not be bothered to stop a conversation. Yeah. And you can hear it in their voice, like when they were actively shitting. It's like, come on, man. If we can tell, they can tell. I don't know if I... Yeah, I just would hear a lot of people on their phones in the bathroom. It's always like struck me. Yeah. I just It's, it's not echoey. a thing. At the gym that I've been going to, that's like real... Um, gym rat kind of gym i don't real jack dudes real, and yeah. real made up chicks uh, make up mm-hmm. uh i there i'm like the only woman who sweats at that gym like i swear yeah. every woman is there like lifting weights with perfect perfection makeup some of them i feel like their makeup's like tattooed on it seems so well it's overdone. just but it's like that's their they have a look they're going to the gym like when mm-hmm. i go to the gym i look terrible like on purpose like but i'm not trying like i just like throw my hair back go you know run on a treadmill come home like i'm not there for hours trying to look at myself in the mirror or whatever the vibe at the gym is like 
the first 20 seconds of a gym-based porno. It's like people all done up in like tight clothes, like staring at each other. And I'm like, I got to get out of here before people start doing it. <laughs> I don't, wouldn't know. I don't. I saw a documentary about it. You <laughs> saw a documentary about a gym-based gym pornos? pornos? Yeah. Cool. So, it's yeah. It's called pumping. What I was going to say, though, related to what we're talking about, about being on a phone in the bathroom, at the gym, this kind of freaks me out because you know, like there's a locker room in the gym and like a woman's bathroom, like they're there, you know, where you change and where you wash your hands is not very far apart in this, yeah. you know, gym. So I've seen this more than once, but there are, they're like teenage girls or like young 20 and they'll be washing their hands or like putting on makeup at the mirror. Yep. Live, like Facebook live. What the or fuck is up with that? FaceTiming or something with someone. I'm like changing really close by. It really creeps me out. Yeah, it's awful. And they think everyone wants to see everything they're doing. That happens in the dude locker room too. Oh, it does? There'll be dudes that are doing like boomerangs and TikToks and all all other stuff I don't understand. (laughs) But it's like they're flexing shirtless while there's like like an old fat dude nude behind them. And it's like, dude, where? This isn't a place to chill. This Everything's wet. Everything's gross. Yeah. It no one wants bad. to see it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do it outside. It's crazy. Like, yeah. you don't even know what people are doing with their phones anymore these days. Yeah. They're probably taking a s- snip. S- snip chip? Snip chip. I would love to find out how often I've been in the background of someone's <laughs> picture or video. Well, once that, you know, face recognition, face recognition technology kicks in it's on the chinese facebook there was that crazy i don't feel like i do plug this american life a lot but there was that crazy you do ira doesn't need the help oh anyways i won't talk about it no no no. you're gonna cut it out anyway i was teasing you listen to the podcast you know don't cut it out do you listen to the podcast i do do you listen i do what else did we do today i I had a (gasps) because catastrophic blood blood sugar drop at target and i had to eat a entire bag of popcorn and some trail mix you went in you were like i gotta get a snack it's real bad I'm like okay yeah so then you should be proud that i identified it yeah I, I am i mean it was a little too late but i'm i'm glad you identified it snuck it. up on me though and all it always sneaks up on you and, to be fair yeah but usually i don't give warning i just become an asshole well that's true yeah i was like yeah. hey i'm about to become an asshole yeah you're right you yeah you're right you treaded that line mm-hmm. is that the word you say it trotted trotted like a horse you didn't you trotted that pipe mm-hmm tightrope yep you try to that pipe. Yeah, I slacklined it. That's what I was going to talk about. <gasps> RC. Oh, no, no, no. But before going we, back we get to Target. That. So when we're at Target, you said, I'm getting really hungry. I need a snack like right away. So then I watched you go to like the snack section oh, and, and pick up like I was, I was three par- different things. I was I know, paralyzed you were, with indecision. I know. And you were, I could see the panic. Yeah. Like I could see was, the was low blood mode. sugar and panic. And it was like one time. Like the first things you picked up, I was like, oh, that's, that seems normal. And then the, first, the first thing I picked up was like a stick of gum and <laughs> trading baseball cards. <laughs> and I was like, these, neither of these are food. Mm. Put them back. So then the second time you were like, you went in to switch out your snack. I grabbed a bag of Boom Chicka Pow. And you grabbed a bag. I've never seen you eat a bag of M&M's, but for some reason, yeah. you and then really you s- gravitated towards those. And There's then you like, go... Not even the peanut ones, which would like make sense in terms of low blood sugar. I just needed sugar. Yeah. You <laughs> picked up like a giant bag of just milk chocolate M&M's. I grabbed them and you go, really? <laughs> well, and I, I was, and then, I, that, which that 
threw me into a tailspin. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. And I threw him. And then I realized I also don't like Boom Chicka Pow, but I saw the Smart Foods. I pulled that out. But I had that in a bag of Cheetos. And I was like, this is too much. And so I put it back and grabbed fruit <laughs> snacks. But then the fruit snacks, I, I kept... I don't know if you saw, I kept squeezing the bag and counting how much yeah. was in there. And I was like, there's like nine yeah, little chews like in here. Yeah, it was like a child's bag of fruit snacks. It, like a child I, wouldn't be satisfied. Yeah, I, so I threw that against the wall too. <laughs> and then grabbed trail mix at the last minute. Which, as soon as she rang it up, you opened in the middle. Like not even at the top of the bag, but in yeah. the middle of the bag. And you bent it open. and I snapped it open like you'd snap open some smelling salts. Yeah. And you, I just like sprinkled it down my face. Yeah. you. I don't even think you chewed. I didn't. Yeah, they you just could tell. Swallowed it whole. Yeah. She said, "Oh, these are interesting snacks." Yeah, I said, "Mind your business." Yeah. Keep scanning. This um, is this is why I use self checkout. The yeah. computer doesn't comment. I bought a bunch of stuff at Publix the other day, and the the cashier was a very elderly man, and then the baggist was a, a very young boy, who he seemed to something something was going on, and they seemed to be like. A, a buddy duo like an, an old batman and like kind of slower robin and every single thing i scanned the old man would look at it and be like huh never saw this before huh what do you think about this and he handed the boy and the boy was like yeah this is this is crazy and i'm like it's it's a bottle of water what how have, you work at a grocery store but it was every single thing and i was like this is exactly why i do self-checkout well they don't have it at Publix. i know that's why i just steal stuff no but i you don't. I, w- I would do be terrified too. I really like the, the, the conversations that I have with the checkout people there because I learn a lot. Like that time I learned that pineapples only grow in India. Yes, you were told that. <laughs> no, that's not a fact. <laughs> yeah. I was also going it, through the checkout and I had a pineapple and the checker picked it up and said, I just found out that pineapples only grow in India. And I was like, uh, I was paralyzed because I, I didn't know where to go with that yeah. information because it was not right. But I didn't want to be like, actually, actually, I'm going to make this interaction last longer. Ask you want to talk about that. caterpillars? No, but you do. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with the caterpillars yeah, in the yeah. phone. Yeah. Talk about it. We have we have like what six? So you've been talking about it all day. I don't know what else is to it's say. It's yesterday. Uh, we planted a bunch of milkweed, and now we have a ton of caterpillars. And they're monarch butterfly caterpillars. Mm-hmm. And you can just get super close to them and touch them and stuff like that because they're just so <laughs> focused. <laughs> they're just so focused on what they're doing. Yeah, it's just you can just do whatever. I love it. I named them. They're dueling. There's a couple yeah. that are dueling out there to the death. They they are chewing each other's faces to get to the prime milkweed spot and there's one of them that's like trying to find the next great milkweed so it is out in the yard like climbing on every other plant yeah it doesn't know it's they gonna... move so fast though they get from one plant to another in like a nick in the nick of and time and they're so hungry hungry yeah they are they just yep. eat that's their goal though they're born they eat and then they turn into a butterfly like me i was born i ate a lot and then i turned 22 and became a, a butterfly of a human and now here i am oh you're so pretty now. Note to self, we should move up the recording to the beginning of the weekend rather than the end. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've, nothing we've had almost every moment together. I loved it. I love having all this love time you. together. I love you. But it's a lot of time. Sc- and scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah, of conversation. We got we to come to the mics fresh. We should do it on like a Friday night. We tried to before. Yeah. This is a Sunday night so that we're recording. So if it's bad, that's why. We just, we've been in each other's grill all week. I know. We're, we're just tired of looking at each other. Yeah. 
I'm not tired of looking at you. Yeah, that was a trap and you fell for it. You fell for it? Nope. Okay. Sounds good. Why are you laughing and like tossing your head to the side? I'm not. <laughs> you totally are. Not. We're so sick of each other right now. I'm not. <laughs> okay, mm. good. So today we're going to talk about... We're talking about today. Cognitive behavioral therapy. What's your goal for talking about the co- the, CBT? The improv part of the show is me sitting over here you guys can't see it because it's it's visual but i sit over here the whole time just pretending to stir something in a bowl yeah yeah you keep asking for a a profession and a a location (laughs) and i keep yelling out psychologist and podcaster and then we just improv it i guess i'll stop stirring right now to start the other part since because the audience is stirring now they're getting antsy yeah. All right. So the topic today is cognitive behavioral therapy. Cool. Did I already say that? You did. And I said, why do you want to talk about that? Oh, CBT. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Great answer. Next Next question. I'm okay, going to no wh- follow up. Why I want to talk about it is because I feel like we have said many times so far on this podcast, oh, just, you know, you should go talk to someone like CBT. <laughs> <laughs> what have we ever said that? Never. Oh, you know, TTYL, CBT, uh, go talk to someone. We've said CBT We've said those a letters lot. before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people probably have heard those letters before. Well, that's just it. It's probably the thing that people have heard the most. Corns, beans, tortillas. Oh. Yeah. It's a Mexican restaurant. It's opened. CBT. CBT. And then there's specials of the night. There's CBT for depression, where it's just a bunch of comfort food. Oh, that's cute. And the CBT corn beans tortillas for anxiety <laughs> just some sleepy time tea and anything to undo the, all the caffeine you've been drinking so i want to talk a little bit about what cbt is what yeah. that process looks like so one of the things that might be uh i don't know i don't want to say this anymore as i always say one of the things you might not know yep i kind of want to start to to play a, a, like a bell sound every time you say it. i want you to make a super cut of all the times i've said you guys might not know this mm-hmm Auto-tune it. Auto-tune it. To what the song, news. What song do you want me to auto-tune it to? You want to know? Do you always have to auto-tune it to a song? Yeah. Well, you have to, no, auto, you have to put it to the, a tune. The take my kids, take my wife. or Yeah. So let me woman explain. You're mansplain. Yeah. But if you want it to be a song, it has to Wait, be to a tune. Take my kids, take my wife wasn't to a song. It was just like some notes. Yeah. They, they put a tune to it though. <laughs> climbing up my windows or pitching up people up hide your kids hide your wife oh yeah hide your kids hide your wife not take your kids take your yeah wife. that was the uh, that was the rebuttal chocolate rain he wasn't auto-tuned that guy had perfect pitch he did it was not auto-tuned no that was just him oh double rainbow double rainbow was not auto-tuned <laughs> he also had perfect <laughs> pitch examples yeah none yeah you could have just they said t- definitely auto-tuned that song though they definitely... A Double Rainbow wasn't a song. It was just a guy freaking but out. I know, but they made it into a song and auto-tuned it. T-Pain, his whole career is being auto-tuned. To what song? Whatever song he wrote. Did you know that Florida is just Florida? Okay, we got to move past this banter. Where has been Florida? Where has been Florida? Yeah, where'd he be at? Where has been Florida? I don't really understand the question. Do you want me to ask it in the form of a statement? Where's Florida been? Let's move on to the topic. Okay. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. So it has three words. Okay. Cognitive. <laughs> Let's get down to the basics. Yeah. CBT are three well, no, different I'm, words. Okay. So the reason I'm saying that is important. 
Okay. Okay. So, cognitive. One. Behavioral. Two. All right. So, so. What was the third one? Well, therapy, but that's an it's an approach. So we all learn as like therapists in grad school, psychologists in grad school, that we all learn like different techniques. That's um, true. Whoa. <laughs> um. Um. I think that often. So usually how I was trained is you start with the, the micro skills and oh, yeah, like the general. Listening and reflecting. Yeah. Like how to. Yeah. Yeah. How to like be with someone. How to be. Yeah. How to just be with someone and really please them. And then, and then later you're given, like, yeah. at least for me, I was given a variety of different therapeutic approaches yeah. to practice. Right. So the reason that I say that though is because there are very few programs that you would come out just knowing like one approach. Is that true? No. Although... I know people who go to grad school and only learn CBT. Really? Yeah. Most of the people in my program left only doing CBT. That's really interesting. It's it. I think it's more unique that I've done more trainings. A lot of the non-CBT stuff I do, I got outside of my program. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting to me to hear you say that. Well, I feel like most of the time when you ask someone what they're what their approach is, they'll say eclectic. Okay, in CBT, the foundation of it, let's say the first wave. So what happened was, this is a bit of a history lesson. Okay. Okay. Start from the beginning. Well, I mean, I don't have to go way back to Adam and Eve. Mm. The dinosaurs before that. Adam and Eve and the dinosaurs. And then the fish before that. And then black space hole before that. Uh Uh-huh, my favorite era, black space hole. (laughs) The Big Bang before that. Yep. So I don't have to go all the way back there. <laughs> but I think you just did. Well, I, yeah. Okay. So start with the black space hole. I'm going to start with something. A little tight psychological history. Oh, so tight. All right. Big, big psychological development. Big Bang happens. Big movement of the of modern psychological ideas uh, started in the late 1800s with Ivan Pavlov studying dogs learned that he learned through watching that dogs would salivate at the sound of a tone um, if he paired the tone and the food together enough, right? So eventually after time, you could take away the food and the dogs would salivate just to the tone. So that's classical conditioning. Great. Really the beginning of our modern day thinking of psychology. Um, Dogs. Dogs. So then, uh, they were like German shepherds. They were really cute. Were they? They Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So then, hit. Like a couple steps forward, you go through some people, blah, blah, blah. We've talked about some unethical corners with some of them. Do, do, do. So yeah. then um, we get to s- best friend Skinner. Yeah. Um, BF Skinner. And uh, he is big. He's like taking behaviorism to a whole new level. Yeah. And he was a schmoozer too. I would love for you to do, I know this is supposed to be tight, but I would love for you to do just... Um, like a not today, but like a longer like the life of B.F. Skinner. I would love to. It, it is. There's some crazy details. I would be honored. Okay, maybe in a couple of weeks we should yeah, do that. Yeah, he did some really amazing stuff. Yeah, it is just like and his whole it's thing stuff is, that like a cartoon character would do. <laughs> it, it, like it was like legitimately, there's stuff from like, oh no, that was like that was like a Jughead comic, <laughs> but B.F. Skinner he did it. No one told him he couldn't. Like that time I took that print of B.F. Skinner to get framed and that girl asked, oh, is that your dad? Kind of. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. So B.F. Skinner, behaviorism, basically the idea was classical conditioning was stimulus response, SR, right? So yep. you don't have to know what that means. Just that was what it was. Yeah. Stimulus was the 
tone, response and salivation. You go from classical to BF Skinner, best friend Skinner, operant conditioning. And that means stimulus, response, stimulus. So you have an antecedent, a behavior, and a consequence. Not going to go too into that now because clearly I'm going to do a separate episode on that. But basically, behavior is learned and it's shaped over time based on what happens after the behavior. So the consequence. So if I pull my pants down in public and I really uh, love getting attention and every time I pull my pants down, people are throwing wads of dollar bills at you. Yeah, that's very setting dependent, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So depending on what happens after, I would do it more or less because yeah. of what happened after. Okay. So that's behaviorism. So then we move to cognitive revolution in the 1950s. We started thinking a lot more about computers and like we had Logic. this whole post-World War II kind of like opening of ideas and like where are we going from here and what's happening with the world and we got really into kind of this cognitive therapy where everything comes from cognition and thinking and blah 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 which was kind of the opposite of behaviorism which is just behavior so now in the 60s i think in the late late 60s there was a combination of the two approaches behavior and cognition called cognitive behavioral therapy and it was taking all the good ideas from both types and to- both types of approaches and bringing them together. Yeah, making them kiss. Into a triangle. Ooh. A menage. Thoughts, feelings. Behaviors. Behaviors. That's how we got there. Yeah. <gasps> oh, take a breath. Uh, there's thoughts, behaviors, and emotions. Yep. And they're all interconnected. So the way we act controls how we feel and think, but how we're feeling influences our behaviors and our thoughts and all that stuff. And so a way to think about it is... If the temperature in the room right now is too cold, so that's like your emotions. So it's like how you're feeling. And you can't, there's nothing you can do directly to change that. You have to actually actively do something. So you can play with the thermostat, which might over time make the room warmer. So that'd be kind of like going after your thoughts. Whereas you can start jumping down and running around and do more behaviors that would heat the room up too. But the whole idea is that in CBT, you're going after modifying behaviors, modifying thoughts to indirectly change how you're feeling. But I thought it's that the root of all difficulties is negative cognition or like faulty thinking. Um, it might have been originally that thought, especially when it was when cognitive stuff was much more predominant. Okay. But I think more contemporary CBT looks at more behavioral based. Oh, interesting. I, I mean, the the clinicians that I've trained under always start with the behaviors because it's the easiest to see and the easiest to modify. Which is, yeah, way more in line with kind of how what I do. But like, I think orig- the original thought about it is that we have faulty cognition. But yeah. what's interesting about that is we all have faulty cognition. We've talked about this here before on the show that like... What do you mean by faulty? So we're thinking about something in a way that's not effective or appropriate I, so okay so I, I like that language better than faulty only because i think that it makes it seem like the way we're thinking is wrong and like the thoughts you're having have a purpose to it but, it's just that but it's i think not that helpful. original cbt people would say that they were wrong right I, but as a more of a third wave act person right well that's a yeah. whole other right i just want to point out that that's no that i i agree with you wholeheartedly yeah. which is why i like the act model better Mm -hmm. but in traditional cbt you're targeting these maladaptive thoughts right for change right so let's say you're a client you're my client i would be 
Oh, we are doing oh, it. Oh, we would be both lose our licenses. Yeah, I know. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, you're having sex with me too. I'm not just having yeah, sex with you. Yeah, but you're my therapist. I didn't know any better. But you're also my therapist. Well, I, I, well that's problematic. <laughs> are we in a group? Yeah, it's a group thing. Okay. I feel better already. I'm If I'm your therapist, yep. right, I would start to get to know what your thinking patterns were. So, okay, when you feel that way, what thoughts are you saying to yourself? Like, what, what are you telling yourself? What is it? It's a cat. A cat climbed our fence. Oh, Mike just got real sidetracked. Mm-hmm. I thought it was another butterfly. Nope. Butterfly. Butterfly in our yard. You can fly so high. It's great. Auto tune it. Okay. Tune one of Nas's songs. Okay. All right. So you, I would get to know what your faulty, quote unquote, thinking patterns were. So when you feel sad, like what's going through your head, right? Like I might ask something like that. Mm-hmm. And then... Like, what would you say? What I would say or what a client would typically what client say? client would say? Uh, I think a, a client often has a hard time to identify what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they'll just point out other feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they might say something. Early on, they might say like, oh, I just think like I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I feel sad. So like they don't understand the difference between thoughts and feelings. Right. But I would say having, let's say this is like the third or fourth appointment. I'd say something like, oh, I just think like, what's the point or I'm, I'm really dumb mm. or uh, people don't want to hang out with me. Okay. So those are the things you're telling yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we would identify those maybe as, well, you know, there would be other techniques as well, but like we might, I might work with Mike to identify those as like faulty thinking patterns. Mm-hmm. I, I probably wouldn't say it that way, but I would ask for like replacement thoughts, things that he could say to himself instead yeah. of whatever he just said. I wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I feel so validated already. <laughs> One thing too that in that whole process, there are broader patterns of thinking. So often it's a helpful exercise to just identify some go-to patterns. So people might like catastrophize. So right, everything's right. the worst possible right. or black and white thinking or mm-hmm. things like that. That way you're helping the client to... Generalize. Yeah, to just say like instead of capturing these 20 different thoughts, it's more, oh, these all kind of fall under one style now let's practice catching it. Mm-hmm. Catch it, right. check it, change it. That's just it. It's like, okay, now you've told me that that's the thought you have when you're feeling... What was the thought? Feel this way. I was thinking about being lonely. Or no, that's okay. Go on. Now, now I feel lonely. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I forgot and I wasn't really listening the first time. So Cool. I just have a lot of things going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Just when is it going to be me time? <laughs> the idea is like once you've said that out loud a couple of times and your therapist helps you identify it, then you learn to catch it. And then you might have homework that's around like catching yourself, doing, engaging in that thought and replacing that thought, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> Eight sessions later, you're better. Yeah. So, the, so that's the, that's the gist of cognitive behavioral therapy, really. But what's the, where's the behavior come in? Oh, good question. Thanks. So the behavior is actually doing something differently. It's all in how the thoughts and feelings impact your behavior. So sometimes you change your behavior to change your thoughts and feelings. Sometimes you change your thoughts and feelings to change your behavior. But there's a lot of behavioral techniques that we might use, like behavioral activation or behavioral momentum is one. 
right? So if you have a hard time, for example, getting out of bed in the morning because you're you feel depressed, yeah, and you might say something to yourself like, "Here we go. Here's another fucking terrible day." Yeah, I don't want to get out of bed. I just feel so terrible. Everyone's gonna make fun of me today. Yeah, my therapist doesn't listen to me. <laughs> Even before all those, like you immediately set a plan with your therapist to get out of bed right away as soon as your alarm goes off you get out of bed and you just start moving and the more you start moving the more you're able to use that momentum to get out the door jogging in place yeah and then you know once you're behaviorally activated you then can deal with kind of the situation with cognition and thoughts in a different way yeah Do do you like doing cbt um, I like aspects of CBT. The thing I really don't like, and I think this is what you were touching on before, <laughs> is this idea of what? <laughs> what I was touching on before. The thing you were talking about before is this idea that like the, what we think is wrong, like has yeah. a judgment. There's a judgment inherent in what we're thinking. I mean, everyone has shitty thoughts. Honestly, yeah. like the shit that people say to themselves is kind of unbelievable. And I... I mean, I do it. I know other people who do it. If yeah. We all do it. I just feel like we all do it. Why are we saying it's wrong? Like yeah. it's there. It's, just, it's unhelpful, but it's not wrong. Right, exactly. Exactly. It's not, it might not be right. It might not be helping you get to your goals, right. but that's it's just a part of you. It's like my, I don't know, like the hair on my arms. I hate it, but it's, I like the hair in your arms. It's, it's not wrong. It reminds me that you're a Russian. <laughs> It's not wrong. No. I don't love it, but it's, okay. it's there. You don't have to love it. I could shave it, but I don't. No, don't, please. Be so bristly. I'm glad we've moved past that. And I don't know like if everyone really has, like in terms of therapy, therapeutic approaches, but yeah. I like that a lot of people have moved past it. I like a lot of the strategies in CBT. I don't like the packaging of it. How they talk about behaviors and thoughts, it's right and wrong. And it's this inherent message of what you're doing, you're not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But it also it neglects why you're doing it in the first place. Because often, like, there's so it's it's easier to st- I feel like sometimes to stigmatize the person getting the therapy, where it's like, oh, why are you thinking that? Like, let's teach you how to properly think. Hmm. Where it's more like, no, your your brain's main goal is to keep you alive and keep you safe. And a lot of times, these thoughts or these behaviors are to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you. Yeah, they're adaptive. Exactly. So if you're if your brain if you get in this habit of telling yourself people don't like me, that's your brain's way of keeping you from putting yourself out there to prevent you from being rejected. It doesn't feel good, but right. it feels like it's safer. Well, it's also just your learning history. Yes. Yes. So it comes it was, from a real place. Right. Right. And it's just like your learning history of like hey, your brain has thought these things in the past and it's stuck and it's been reinforced through things that have happened because of the way you see the world. Yeah. And so the therapist's job is to really help you and shift your viewpoint in a way that like is adaptive. And that's that's the language I like better is when you first developed this, it made all the sense in the world because you were supposed to think that way at that time. Mm-hmm. But now it's just not helpful. Let's find a more adaptive thing for this environment, Mm -hmm. increase our flexibility a little bit. I also think that in CBT, the role of the therapist seems so teacher student. Yeah. Kind of. A lot of the CBT stuff is very, 
which which is good in a lot of ways it's but it's also very stepwise so it's mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you get the manual and yeah it's very manualized yeah. very uh meeting one through eight is all scripted out so it's meeting one we're going to do assessments meeting two we're doing this meeting three mm-hmm. and the ultimate goal of a manual is it's like a playbook in sports where you know generally where you're going or the the spirit of it mm-hmm. and you have flexibility to ad- adapt it given wh- who's in front of you or what's in front of you mm-hmm. but oftentimes improvise just, one might say yes which we would know a thing or two about <laughs> but oftentimes <laughs> younger clinicians are given these manuals and told stick to the manual don't deviate but then they never learn why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's important to know why week six you talk about behavior activation or cognitive coping or whatever the thing is because if that becomes very relevant, then you can move it up in the therapy Mm -hmm. or you can do more of it. You can change it. Whereas I've seen people that will do like some CBT manuals will have a whole meeting about sleep problems. And I've seen people go through an hour session with and someone. don't have a sleep problem. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't need this. So like, well, this is we- what the manual says. Exactly. And so that's my big problem is the manual is supposed, you're supposed to be able to breathe life into a manual, but often they're not. Who's a manual? Emmanuel Lewis. Oh, fast from the past. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote most of these. So I think that's my big thing where, <laughs> the therapies I like to do more, they're much more explicit about that. Like here's this pool of skills to pull from and approaches and here's the spirit of it. And you need to work with your client to come up with the process that makes the most sense. All right. So we hope you guys learned something. Um, Oh, we have next on our agenda reviews, comments from listeners. Do we have any of those? No. All right. That was a quick uh, update. We do have more review we, we have more star reviews but no language to it just more stars are they all five stars we have one four star are review are you kidding yeah some motherfucker who was it i don't know i have our it department on it <laughs> they're pulling the ip address uh that was probably just someone who wanted to make sure that like it seemed real yeah like if we had all five stars it'd be like these guys yeah. are just getting you know who friends. it was i actually we just got word back who it's joe rogan Oh, he's trying to. He's afraid. He's trying to throw throw he's, us off our trail. He's trying to. Well, he's trying to knock us down. Well, yeah, we're coming for and you. You know what? Sometimes we do get knocked we're down. We're coming for you. Watch out, Joe Rogan. We're coming for you. Yeah. I mean, how many listeners does that guy have? Probably almost millions. as much as we do. He has millions. Somehow, p- people apparently love listening to like two hour, three hour long podcasts. It's funny because I literally have never heard anyone say that they listen to Joe Rogan. No, it's great though because p- people smoke weed on there and then they Is talk about the stuff. Tesla guy, Elon Musk? Yeah. You know what? I know a guy who knows a guy who knows Elon Musk and we'll really? get him to No. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> you know someone who knows some movie stars? We might get Yakov Smirnov. I know. I mean, I don't want to get anyone's hopes up, but I know. We are we are going to get such a good cast of people <laughs> getting Yakov. We're going to get Martin Starr. What? We are? Yeah. How? Um, I have been emailing martin.star at <laughs> and then a number of different common webmail addresses. And one of these is gun hit pay dirt. We're gonna get um we're gonna get flow from the commercials. Rida? Yeah, we're gonna get flow rida and flow from the insurance commercials. <laughs> okay. They're gonna kiss live on podcast we smoke weed we're gonna smoke weed with us and then we are gonna call the fucking cops because that's illegal flow rider you should know you're from here cool so all those things are gonna happen soon yeah tune in next week when all of that happens and more all right on that note 
We'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you next Tuesday. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>